Contact. Ooh, it's there. <laughs> Got the power. <laughs> Ooh. Praise the Lord. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I heard. I heard where sixty-three uh, percent uh, of Americans people uh, still don't have the Christmas decorations taken down. As of yet, <laughs> the, the, uh, after the new year, they still got them up. So that's why maybe maybe some of you still got your Christmas decorations up. So Merry Christmas. <laughs> that's why I say that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> matter of fact, I, <laughs> matter of fact, I still got some lights on my house that I hadn't taken down. I may just leave. I may just leave them up instead of getting a ladder out. <laughs> But anyway, uh, welcome everyone to the house of the Lord this morning. So thankful to be here and uh, truly hope to be some inspiration to each and every one this morning and give you, uh, give you something to take with you. And I want to uh, direct your attention uh, to, the, to the Bible this morning, 1 Kings chapter 8 and verse 61 is where we're going to begin. 1 Kings chapter 8 and verse 61, and these are the words of uh, King Solomon. Uh, as they were preparing to uh, dedicate the uh, the temple that they had completed. It says, Let your heart, therefore, be loyal to the Lord our God to walk in His statutes and keep His commandments as at this day. Let your heart, therefore, be loyal to the Lord our God to walk in His statutes and keep His commandments as at this day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the service. Thank you for your presence. And, Lord, we greatly desire your presence. We want to be in your presence more and more. And, Lord, as I attempt to give your word as you see fit, use me as you will. Give me the words that you'd have me to say to be a help to your people. And I give you praise and glory in your name, in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen, amen. amen. So. This morning, I want, with uh, uh, thinking of that verse, I want to talk to you a little bit on something called staying committed to God. Staying committed to God. At this time of year is when the uh, New Year's resolutions uh, take place. We're already uh, six days into it. Uh, so uh, many, uh, many resolutions have already fell by the wayside. Some of them don't make it past the first week, as I'll give you some number here in a minute. But it's the, uh, the time of resolutions, and some of them is just time of going back and saying, well, I didn't make it too far last year. Let me reiterate what I meant to do and see if I can't get further along. Uh, so, but it involves commitment. It, uh, to make a resolution, it involves a commitment. Resolutions, I looked up, it was began by the Babylonians some 4,000 years ago when they would make promises to their gods uh, at the start of each year that they would return borrowed objects and pay their debts. So that's kind of how the resolution thing kind of started. Uh, the top three resolutions are, as you could imagine, eat healthier, get more exercise, and save more money. And uh, so that, that's the top three. And it's interesting, of course, this is, you know, secular, but uh, I couldn't find a, a number or status about uh, Christian uh, resolutions and like a statistics on getting closer to the Lord, gaining more in spirit and things of that nature. This is as far as I could get on some resolutions, but some uh, numbers about them is uh, uh, unfortunately 22% fell after the first week. 40% by the time a month has gone by is already given up. 
And in three months' time, 50% of people who attempted to make a resolution has given it up. And then 60% after six months. So you can see by the statistics, the numbers, uh, people quickly fall by the wayside on the resolutions. They just, they're, and it comes down to they're not committed to it. They're not committed. And the foundation of a commitment is in dedication. You've got to be dedicated to something if you're going to commit to it. If you're going to make a resolution of some sort, you've got to be dedicated to it. You've got to be committed to it. And I submit to us today that I'm glad that our Heavenly Father is not like the statistics that I just read. He will go and go and go. He will never leave us or forsake us. He will not leave us lonely. He will not treat us as orphans. He will stick with us through thick and through thin. And he is committed to us. He is committed to you and me. He's committed to Brother Bobby. He's committed to Brother Wayne, Brother Paul. He is so committed to us. And, and in return, he, he wants to see how committed we are to him. You might have some trials and tough times come through your life, but he wants, it could be just a test to see your dedication, to see your commitment. How tough are you going to be for him? How much are you going to back him up? Are you going to stand for his word? Are you going to glorify him? Are you going to pray? Praise Him when the times get tough. Are you going to keep it up? Are you, is your dedication there? Is your dedication there? We This year, we need to stay committed to the Lord more than ever. We need to stay committed to Him. Uh, one thing about commitment that comes to mind is the commitment that two people make, a man and a woman, when they get married. And they commit to each other. They give the vows. And uh, sadly, sometimes one or the other falls short on that commitment. For whatever reason, whether it be infidelity or other reasons, whether the finances is a big role. Not everybody just has extramarital affairs. Some people find out they get together and they just begin to hate each other or something. But what happened to that commitment that they gave when they stood before not only the preacher and the families, but they also stood before God? I don't care if they're in church or not. I don't care if the ceremony was held in church or not. And you got married. You got married before the Lord. You, be, you got married before God Almighty. And he saw that commitment. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. He saw that commitment that you made. And it's too many times people just quickly want to brush it aside and give up. It's, it's not to be that way. We need to be committed. Praise the Lord. The New Year's resolutions for Christians, though, a lot, we shouldn't focus so much on the physical, but we really ought to focus on the spiritual. We ought to focus on our spiritual. Uh, Psalms 37 and 45. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Psalm 37. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Praise the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. There's, there's the commit, shorter version of what I'm talking about, committed. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. Now, if you focus more on your spiritual person, your spiritual, the Holy Ghost inside of you, and your spiritual walk with God, he will see fit that all these other things that your heart's desire will come to pass. If it's in his will, if again God's will, he will see to it that all these things will come to you. But you first got to show commitment to him. You first have to show commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to him. I want to take us to uh, Proverbs in 16. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 16, I want to begin with verse 1. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. 
Oh, uh, keep holding on to there just for one minute, please. Oh, thank you. Uh, all the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. So we think that we know it all. We, our brain is, they say, uh, better than computers. That we have so much ability to retain knowledge. I wonder somehow sometimes why my knowledge goes from it. <laughs> I, I remember it, recollect it some other time, but sometimes it's like, it's gone, you know. But they say our, our brain is just like a computer. We can re- retain so much. But in, with that in mind, we also begin to think that our thoughts is what matters. Our thoughts is what counts. If we figure out a way, if we figure out a path, that's the way to go. But it's not necessarily so because as we read in the second part, the Lord weighs the spirits. And talk, uh, specifically Christian speaking, if you are committed to the Lord Jesus and you lean more on your own understanding and not on his, you're not that committed. You are not that committed. To, you, you need to be more committed than, because the Lord weighs the spirits. This is something more than just talking about the Holy Ghost in you. This is in Isaiah 26 and 9. reads, With my soul in part, I, my soul, I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. It's talking about something deeper than just lip service. It's talking about something deeper than just what's going on in your head. You're talking about your innermost being, your soul. That's what God is searching for. If we go back to to, uh, Proverbs 16 and 2, but the Lord weighs your spirits. He's testing your heart. He's testing your deepest, mo- uttermost part. How seriously committed you are to Him. It's going to come. It's going to come to light, and it's going to see fit. Sometimes things all uh, seems to go downhill or just uh, go to crap, as we say. But if we stop and think and contemplate it, is it more because we did of our own accord and our own thinking and our own will? We let. We let ourselves direct us, or do, do we think back and say, well, I could have been a little bit more committed to God. I could have prayed to God a little bit more about this situation. I could have maybe fasted a little bit more. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about checking, the uh, Lord's checking your soul, checking your spirits. Have you prayed and fasted? Have you seeked Him, sought Him? Kessie sang the worship song, be, uh, being closer to Him, desiring Him, wanting to be closer to Him. This year, we need to have the desire to commit to be closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. We need this year to be have that desire. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to His name. We all have goals and things we strive for, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when it becomes harmful, is when we then when it becomes harmful to us is when we let them prevent us from committing to God. So, in other words. Uh, these goals and things that we set forth uh, for the coming year, uh, are, is there something that we're thinking about doing uh, or, in, or, or going someplace to do, or a job that's on our heart? Do we still have time for prayer in doing these things? Do we still have time for prayer? Does these goals keep us from church? Your spiritual person, your spiritual man inside needs to be in service with like like folk, like Christians to help you in your walk. You may, get, you may gain a benefit. You may hear a testimony that's just what you need to hear, that's just going to help you down the road all the more. So are these goals going to keep us from growing our spiritual man? We do not need to let these goals keep our spiritual man from growing. As Are we as Christians more committed to the physical or to our own spirit? 
This year is going to be a great year to fully commit ourselves to God and His will. And when we do all the other goals and desires of our heart that align with God's will for us, it will come easily. Not everything we want for us is what we need or is what's good for us. We want a lot of things. You know, it's, it's easy to have wants. You know, there's a, this, this land of plenty that we live in. There's so many uh, desires that it's easily that our flesh can get overwhelmed with with wanting. It's so easy for that, but not every, not all of it's good. We need to learn to be content and content in what we have, and most importantly, content in our Lord Jesus Christ. Seek Him, search Him, prayer for prayer. That's what we need to be focused on. Praise in the name of the Lord. I want to take you back to Proverbs sixteen and read that last one three. Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. When you focus on making a commitment to the Lord of everything that you set forth to do, you commit it to the Lord, your thoughts are going to be established. You're, go, you're going to be, have, be more spiritually minded. You're going to be thinking of, of the more. The Scripture will come to you easier if you're forevermore staying focused on the Word of God and reading and studying and asking for His direction. And when you pray and fast, it'll be enlightened to you, and He will help you. He will help, he'll help you along. That, that's what it is. Commit your works to the Lord. Don't commit your works to, to someone else, some other man, your job. Commit your works to the Lord in His glory, and He will see you through and take care of you. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to His name. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's what Philippians 4 and 13 said. I know I didn't give it to him, but Philippians 4 and 13 says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Commitment will give you strength. A lot of times you feel like you're so weak that you can't, you can't even you lift your head, lift a finger. You feel the weight of all the burdens down upon you. You just feel like the world is coming down upon you. You may not know where your next uh, uh, paycheck's coming from or your next meal's coming from, but you can have strength in the Lord if you commit yourself to Him. He's going to open a door that's going to blow your mind. He's going to take care of every need that uh, you will not understand it. And all you can do is just look back and go, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for honor me lord and when you're committed to him it starts with a commitment to him when he sees your soul and he sees your heart and how committed you are to him he's going to take care of each and everything he's going to give you that strength that you need to carry on praise the name of the lord staying committed to god will protect us from those seeking harm or evil for us as well there's there's a there's a lot of folks who seek harm or evil for uh for a lot of christian folk and uh i want to uh let you know this morning as we go, I'm going to go to the book of Daniel. Praise the name of the Lord. Before I read the scripture in Daniel, I want, I want to let you know that uh, back uh, a few months back when Brett Kavanaugh was going through the process of being the Supreme Court Justice, do you know, I don't know if how many of you may have heard, but there were actual witches in New York that tried to hold, uh, I don't know what they call them, seances or uh, meetings and stuff to try to put harm toward him and try to disrupt the the, the hearings or try to prevent him from becoming a Supreme Court justice. And you, it was on the news for great, so I know everybody knows the story there. But the justices, the uh, excuse me, the witches tried to put a hex on him. They also, I read, they tried to put a hex on President Trump. So 
there is evil out there still to this day. Not about war, just I'm about, just about to read in Daniel, but still to this day, it can affect you. And if you're trying to commit your walk to God, there's going to come a time where there's going to be some evil come against you. There could be some so-called witches that's going to try to try to uh, stop you and hamper you, put a hex on you. But we all know where the true power is. We all know who the one true God is. It's not going to come against you. Glory to his name. It will never affect you. You stay committed to the Lord Jesus Christ, and that evil will not be allowed to come against you. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to his name. Proverbs 6, 16 and 7. Let me read that first. Proverbs 6. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. And that's why I'm just getting, getting done talking about. Even some enemies of yours is, go, is going to be at peace with you because you are committed to the Lord. When your ways please the Lord and you're walking in His statutes, you're keeping His commandments, you're staying committed to Him, your ways are going to please Him and you're not going to be harmed. You're not going, you're not going to be touched. Glory to the name of the Lord. Now, Daniel was one that was committed to God. And we're right now in the midst of the Daniel fast, like six days in. And uh, I hope that no one has lost heart or lost the commitment thus far that set, that has uh, dedicated that to do that. I know it's a tough thing to do is, is com- make a commitment. But Daniel, uh, he was committed very much so in his effort and walk with the Lord. And because of his commitment, the Lord showed him many great things and helped him and protected him. So let's not lose heart just for these 21 days that we're going to do this fast. How much more was committed was Jesus to you? After a lot of our mess-ups and mishaps and a lot of our failures, we've let him down so many times, but he remains committed. He remains committed. So let's, when we're doing, when we're, don't, let's not get uh, upset with uh, what we can't have. Let's look forward to what we can have with Jesus when it comes to this Daniel fast. Amen. Glory to the name of the Lord. We are doing what uh, Daniel did by doing this Daniel's fast. Your commitment to God could be very that very help that someone around you, someone you know, some coworker needs to see how great God is. Your commitment to God shows your family, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers that commitment. They're like, "Wow, what is, Why are they so committed? What is it that makes them commit to this Jesus that they talk about? That I see a difference in them. What is it about them? Why are they so committed? Let me find out. So don't ever lose heart about your commitment. Sometimes it'll get tough. But I mean, it ain't no easier on us and what it is people who's not accepted Jesus. That we have difficulties and toughness, just the same as everybody else. But we know where our strength lies. We know where our help lies. And that's, uh, that's the only difference between us and the outside world that hasn't accepted him. Glory to the name of the Lord. So always keep committed to Jesus because you never know who's watching you, who's looking for you, looking at you, and seeing your actions and seeing what you're committed to. You know, uh, it's getting real close to Super Bowl time. And uh, I know in my work, that's all that they ever talk is. And, you know, it's a foot, you know, football and Super Bowl's coming. The guys are, and I'm not condemning football at all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong to watch football. I'm just saying that that's where some, uh, some of the coworkers I have, their dedication is, is watching these football games. They want to see who's going to win. They want to see who's going to be uh, in the game. And they'll dedicate their time, dedicate Sundays to go and uh, to either watch a game or a lot of them go to the games. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just pointing out that your commitment is where your heart is. Your commitment, where your heart, where you're going to commit to what your heart is, is, that's what's going to direct you and lead you to where your heart, where your heart lies is that commitment. But 
Let's begin in Daniel chapter 6 and beginning in verse 10. And I'm going to read you uh, about maybe about 13 scriptures here talking about Daniel and his commitment and the protection that God showed him um, because of his commitment. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time. Amen. Amen. All right. Beginning at Daniel uh, 6 and uh, verse 10. And this is taking place after, uh, after he become uh, over the over the kingdom, uh, where they um, they made the, the they had one hundred and twenty uh, satraps to be over the whole kingdom, and because of Daniel's insight and that he made the king so happy, uh, he was basically over the entire kingdom. And there was, there was some folks that was a, uh, the governors as they call them satraps that were against him, and they wanted to find fault in him. And so uh, they, they, they seen that he was good in nature, that he did no wrong. He was honorable to the king. Daniel was upright in righteousness. Amen. And so they knew the way to get to him was by the, the, the law of God and how, how he worshiped uh, the Lord. So verse 10 reads like this. is now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, talking about the decree that, that went place, he went home. And in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees there three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God and was his custom since early days. I want to point out to you that uh, in this verse here, that he, uh, with his windows opened as he did toward Jerusalem, he knelt and prayed. So they, were, he was, they were still in captivity at this point. They had not been yet released. So he was still feeling that burden of the captivity that they were under. And he will no doubt that he wanted to go home. And he may have focused his attention in the direction toward Jerusalem where he could see where their home country was and wanted to go. And he knelt down and prayed at three times a day as his, since his custom was there for early days. This was his commitment. He was not going to stop praying to his God, no matter what the decree of the king said. He was going to continue to pray to the one true God, and that's what he done. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Having you, have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within 30 days, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. This is the decree we're talking about. The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. So they see that, that wasn't enough for them just to make a decree. They wanted to not be chained, allowed to be chained, because they wanted to get Daniel. They were out for him. They wanted to get him. They didn't want this decree changed at all. So they, 13, so they answered and said before the king that Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself. And he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, Now, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and the Persians that no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. 
But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, will deliver you. The king was, was, was at a crossroads. He, he, there was something he had to do. He could not change it. Even though he was king, he had, to, he had to follow through with this decree that he had signed based on these other governors that had brought it to him and wanted, had it out for Daniel. He had to fulfill it and go ahead and put uh, Daniel in the den of lions. He had no choice. But, but he told Daniel when he put him in there, your, your God whom you serve continually will deliver you. Continually serve him. Committed to him. Not neglecting him. He stayed with him. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lords that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no musicians were brought to him before him. Also his sleep went from him. This king was so disturbed at this time. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when it came and when he came to the den, he cried out with a with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. Now this is where it gets good, and I'm talking about the God protecting you from harm and evil things. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have no done no wrong before you. Woo, glory. Ain't you glad for some angels? Praise the name of the Lord. There's an angel that, that God is going to dispatch to you in a time of trouble and time of need when there's been some evil come against you, some so-called witches come against you, going to try to play some hex on you. It ain't going to work and happen because the angel is going to be sent forth. It's going to protect you in a time of need. We have protection through God and his angels. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to the name. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no injury whatsoever was found on him because he believed in his God. Do you believe in God that much? Are you committed in God that much? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're that committed to God, He will be committed to you. He will protect you from any and everything. He will see you through. He will be your provider. He will be your caretaker. He will, he will be your healer. He will be everything to you when you commit fully yourself to Him. Praise the name of the Lord. In verse 24, And the king gave the command, and they brought those men who had accursed Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives, and the lions overpowered them and broke all of their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. So not only was Daniel protected and saved all night long, but the king had brought all those people that were against him, even their families, and threw them in the den. And the, and the lions just overtook them all and had their feast on them instead of Daniel. Amen. I give praise and glory to the Lord Jesus this morning. So thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This morning, as Pastor comes on back up, I want to uh, leave you with these words. Staying, staying committed to God takes us places in Him that will show us His power and glory is far better than any goal we have down here in this life. When we commit ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ and we pray and fast and seek Him and we're going through this Daniel's fast and we're going to have a revival, 
there is places in God that I know all Christians can obtain and get to if, if we seek wholeheartedly Jesus. If we seek him wholeheartedly with our heart, he can open up doors for us, but we can get to a closeness to him that we can feel his power and glory and presence that we will be so in awe and overwhelmed. There, there's places I know I would still love to. I can grow more in Jesus, and I'm looking forward to it. I want to grow in him this year. I want to be more committed to him this year in 2019 than I was in 2018, and that's what I'm going for. And if we stay committed to God, he will definitely assuredly stay committed to us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. Praise.